I've always been interested in biographies and the stories of people's lives. In 10th grade, I read over 30 books of the Kennedy family, not out of obsession, but deep fascination of their commitment to public service. I read so many biographies that I've lost count, and I must say, I get this from my mother. She's always reading biographies. I'm Ali Porti, a fashion journalist and editor of Zayla Magazine. I invite you to sit in on some of my conversations with some pretty inspiring people from around the world on topics of fashion, entertainment, music, and entrepreneurship. Basically, these are conversations from the soulful side of life about topics that will hopefully inspire your life in some way. This is the soulful side of life. Colored wedding gowns? Danielle Frankel certainly thinks so. The American New York-based designer has a fresh and modern approach to wedding gowns, which are catching the attention of brides all over the world. Sitting down, she talks about her journey, what inspired her to come away from the traditional wedding gown look, cultures that inspired her collections, trends from the pandemic and bridal gowns, and her newest collection, and more. So enjoy this podcast episode number seven with Danielle Frankel. You're very talented uh, with your wedding designs, and you're pushing the boundaries of bridal gowns where you're introducing color and not always doing the typical ivory. Um, What inspired you to come away from you know, the typical bridal gowns and, and do it how you're doing it? So I think like it goes, it, it's more of like a layered question that kind of leads to a layered um, response here. Because so I was, um, I went to Parsons and then um, I had a job at Marquesa for a little bit, but then I went to Vera Wang. Um, and, you know, I learned from the master, essentially. Um, I think that in my education, I learned a lot about like the traditional ways of doing things or fashion or whatever, but something that, um, all like throughout just my career that has really stuck, um, especially when, you know, I've seen a lot of young designers rise and all of that. The, the, the labels who are really successful um, and who I think emerge with a real voice for, you know, what they're doing are the ones that have the most impact um, and are able to grow their businesses. Because for me, um, you know, I, I'm not reinventing the wheel of garments. I'm not providing you or my clients or anybody some like kind of visual like oh my god moment where this is stuff that they've never seen before that's not the purpose of what I'm doing what I'm trying to do is really uh, um dissect what it is that a modern bride wants um and there's a recipe within that and um within my collection show you know I understand what that woman wants and kind of providing her with something specific. There are so many, many women getting married that do want that traditional look. Um, and I think that that product exists, you know, for them and is appropriate for them. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is 
answer something for a woman who has in the past not like known really where to look for her wedding gown. Um, and when I say recipe, it's like, you know, women want a bustier, but they want an open back and they want um, their arms covered, but they want it covered only in a certain way or a proportion, a very specific way, or like a technique only a little bit here, but a lot of it here. It's like those kinds of things. And then designing within that. And I think that that's why we've been successful is because we're answering to these women. I'm on the sales floor. I'm hearing what they're saying mm -hmm. and in that into my collection. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I live in Lebanon and I'm sure, you know, the Lebanese are very gifted in couture yeah. and their wedding gowns are oftentimes another level than what mm -hmm. a Western woman would wear. And when I visit their ateliers, they've got a Western section and then an Arab section. Um, uh -huh. Have you ever designed for a Middle Eastern woman where they want all of that extra glam? And how do you, yeah, cater to them? We have, I don't want to say like a secret business, but we have quite a big business in Kuwait and Dubai, um, Saudi Arabia, but most of that business is custom. So these women pre pandemic flew in from those places. Um, and we would do patients or start from scratch and make the most magnificent garments for these women. Um, I can't show you what they look like sure. because they don't want to show be their, exposed in their, in their wedding photos and, and it's very very private but it's this really beautiful experience where we get to make these really over the top like really beautiful gowns um so there is that client and then there's our american client or our french client or what have you um actually australia is a huge market for us um where we're taking like, you know, the everyday woman and kind of looking into what she wants. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, do you, are you inspired by women from other countries when you're creating kind of, you know, your own style yeah. within wedding gowns that you, yeah. yeah. Funny because I look at the collection as a whole okay. and I kind of break it up. Um, so some of it is, you know, I know that this is for the Saudi client and I know this is for the, um, Australian girl, or this is the American girl. And I think for a successful collection, we have to be catering to all of these women, um, and sometimes show our clients things that might not work for them just so that they can understand, like, this is why this wouldn't work for you, but here's this, which is, you know, can translate better for you, but having that range is really important so that we can kind of hit our marks with all these women from different countries, also different price points. And, you know, not everybody can afford, you know, a, a certain price point. So we have to have this kind of range and some things are a little bit more technical and, and, you know, so on. Sure. Uh, what did you learn or what did you take away from Vera Wang that helped you launch your own business? Um, being in the fitting process with her was certainly the most valuable kind of education I've had. Mm -hmm. um, coming from an, you know, an editor, editor's eyes, but it's, she's truly the master. So to learn directly from her, I think just was a huge, it has, uh, it had a huge impact on me. 
Yeah, and launching your own brand. What was it scary for you? Was it something that you were hesitant in doing, or you just oh my did God. it? No, so funny. I didn't even. Uh, this is like it's gonna sound like I'm. I don't know. It's, it's gonna sound strange, but I didn't really know that I was launching my own label. Um, it kind of just happened naturally because when I had left Vera, I started making custom gowns for like friends of friends and like kind of word of mouth. It wasn't like I had any kind of business at all or, um, any kind of path. I just, I didn't even know what I was doing. I, I, in fact, I was like interviewing for companies and kind of making these custom gowns on the side to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to make a collection just from everything that I've heard from people, I feel like I have this thing that I need to get out into the world and see what happens. And then that thing ended up, you know, gaining press and getting picked up by stores. And then all of a sudden I had a salesperson and then all of a sudden I had a publicist. And so all it just kind of rolled into this. Um, but I think the path getting here was maybe not having a direction. And that's, mm. that, get, that gave me the freedom to have a voice and do something new because I wasn't doing it with the intention of like getting it out into the world, if that makes sense. Sure. Like you didn't, you weren't a little girl thinking I'm going to create a business and that was like always your life goal to, right. To get there. Um, yeah. What advice do you have for anyone who's wanting to launch a, a fashion brand or a bridal brand and either it's fear holding them back or they just don't know where to start? I think first, um, it's so funny because if I would know now before launching a business, if I should do it or not, I would definitely ask myself again, (laughs) are you sure you want to get into this? Um, Because it takes a lot of discomfort, I think on your end. and I mean, even Ian can even speak to this as a friend of mine who I talked to about all sorts of things, how like you have to sometimes be the person that you don't necessarily see in yourself. So whether that's the boss or the CEO, like I'm a designer in no way was I trained in, you know, running a company. Um, so I think if I were to give anyone advice, it would be, are you ready to go out of your comfort zone in so many different ways um, that, you know, are going to challenge you? Like you've never been challenged before. And I thought before doing this, that I had, that I had been super challenged in design or whatever. Um, but it really throws you curveballs and it's sort of like, are you prepared to, to be that person? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. another level of work that you just don't envision when yeah, you're but, wrapped but I, in a company, when yeah. you're protected. And it's amazing. And the fulfillment is, it's being a parent to something else. And I say this because I'm a mom, so I understand like the comparison, like watching my baby grow up, this is another baby mm-hmm. where like you are really kind of maturing with it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I, I can only imagine. Um, yeah. What trends are you seeing coming out of the pandemic for brides? Um, I saw in a recent interview that you talked about how there's a lot of maybe courthouse marriages 
So that affects wedding gowns. So how are you adapting to the trends coming out of the pandemic? So it's interesting because we are still in the middle of the pandemic, right? But like, hopefully we're, we're in the tunnel still, but maybe we're a little bit closer to yeah. the light, um, <laughs> yeah. I think, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so right now, because we design, you know, so far in advance from when our clients are actually walking down the aisle, I am thinking quite a bit about the weddings after the pandemic. And I think that after the pandemic, it's going to be like a year and a half long span. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how long that'll be. But uh, until we get to the normal weddings where they, you know, how they were pre-pandemic, I still, I think there's still quite a bit of time. Mm -hmm. But we're in an in-between phase where people have figured out how to manage around the pandemic. So weddings are no longer being postponed, which was happening before they're happening, but just in a different way. So even if the wedding is a 15 person wedding, it is a wedding. And that's a trend that I'm seeing that it's not so much like let's run to the courthouse. Now we're seeing pandemic weddings that are very much so elevated weddings, even if they just have a smaller attendance. Okay. So are hemlines shorter or are, is beading and sequins I, left? Anything goes, oh, honestly, okay. what makes you feel the best and beautiful. Um, I think people can take more risks mm-hmm. because they're not feeling like this attachment to being traditional. Sure. Um, so that detachment is helping them say like, oh, you know, I always envisioned myself maybe looking like this, but I just want my, I just want to feel beautiful and happy. I'm like very in the moment. So I think that that mindset you know, kind of then translates to the gown and, and the gown is something you're never going to compromise on, you know? Um, so shorter hemlines, sure. But I think it's about like the customer feeling the most beautiful. So the trends are more like psychological, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. the trend is feeling beautiful and that's why I introduced color because I don't think that this idea of ivory is going to be something that sticks. I think it's going to be, whatever it is that feels bridal to you yeah of what it's like when uh, sarah jessica parker wore a black gown right for her wedding so she mentioned regretting that but maybe it will become kind of a a norm for future weddings and it's interesting i don't like i i don't know if it it would be a black gown or whatever but to me it's we did a lot of ombre Mm -hmm. um gowns to me, it was like a transitional thing, like it going from one color into the next, like kind of this phase out, phase in sort of situation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, one second. Um, you've talked about venturing into red carpet looks. Um, <laughs> did the Oscars last night or, or the award season inspire you to really move in that direction or how are you in that department? The thing about like my business and a red carpet business is I think that it's always really fun to look at the red carpet and see what's going on in the red carpet world. Um, And this is also something that like I've thought a lot about, but you know, our business at its core, Mm -hmm. we are a bridal label. Mm -hmm. So I, although I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm less thinking about like red carpet glamour and more thinking about reality glamour and like bridal, true fashion bridal and, and what that is. Um, 
because right now it's really one of the most important elements of evening wear because because no one has galas or anything like you know we're all what I'm really thinking about is the bride and the glamour associated with the bride okay um but you are interested perhaps in venturing into evening wear and yeah definitely you know interested of course it's crossed my mind um I think you know, the thing with bridal is that I've been able to kind of, bridal is up, is in my core, mm-hmm. um, but, and, and it's what makes me different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that I've had this impact um, that, that really resonates with my clients, you know, um, having like that moment where we bond because I feel like I'm answering something that they've been looking for. I love that feeling and it's, it's not that I'm just creating fashion, but I'm creating like a real emotional connection to another woman and what she wants. Like that's so important to me that I get to have those relationships. And I don't know if I would have the ability to do that if I had an evening wear collection that was at a traditional retailer hanging on a rack. There's something to me that like I get to sit and chat with my brides we get to know each other and go through the process together um and I just I love that yeah and it it makes me a better designer too I'm sure you would get it when you're creating a custom look for the Oscars like with Regina King worked with uh Louis Vuitton for three months creating or since (laughs) January creating her look last night so yeah yeah I guess it depends but okay um you have a new collection coming out um next we just out with a new collection okay can you talk a little bit about that and what inspired it Um, so this was the first collection that came out um since October 2019 because when the pandemic hit it was like four weeks before we were going to show a collection (laughs) um and so we kind of just put that all on hold and you know whatever um so it was the first time since the pandemic that we launched uh, you know a huge amount of product with a real point of view and it was by far our strongest collection I think because I sat for so long without creating something new that it allowed me to put the best work forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Also having gone through the pandemic, those kinds of like moments, they, they do make you a little bit more, it made me a little bit smarter to sit for a minute and think versus feeling the pressure of making a collection and a collection and a collection. Um, You know, I essentially skipped two seasons. So I had all this time to think about, okay, really, what do I want to do next? And I think the what happened was just a much stronger collection because of that time that I was sitting on. Yeah, and how many looks are in the collection? And uh, I think it ended up being 20 looks, okay. uh, and some of them were in color, and we translated them into ivory. Uh, it's uh, It's very focused and edited and there are groups that make sense together it's very much so um something that like I'm I'm very happy I'm like very proud of this specific collection because I feel like it came after this 
huge hurdle that we faced, which was the pandemic and all of the issues that came along with that. So I was, I I was just so excited to get it out into the world. I can imagine. Um, Is it themed or did you do a digital video behind it? We did a a lookbook shoot and we'll, we'll send you the images. Um, But it was with, so the, the two, um, women that we shot it on were Grace Bowl and Christina Cuse, which they're, they're iconic. They are like these, they're real women, you know, I'm not putting a 19 year old in a wedding gown and she's the model, you know, these are real women, which I, I loved that. Um, and we shot the collection with Stas Komarovsky, who I've been a fan of his work for a really long time. Um, Andrew Mukumal, who um, I first met because we did Zoe Kravitz's wedding, rehearsal wedding trust together. Um, uh, he styled the collection. So it was like a real um, like collaborative effort with all the people that I worked with. And I was really excited about it. And, um, you know, as far as the design, it was very much so inspired by flowers um and like the way they grow and then wilt so we have a lot of wilting necklines what i call it or things that are kind of falling off as flowers die um you know what that looks like but that was you know just it for the aesthetics and and not so much design direction i would say my design direction always has to do with the girl gotcha (laughs) gotcha okay uh two lasting questions um, what can we see, expect to see from you for the rest of this year or going into next? And then um, is there anything that you want to say about your brand and, or about the new collection or just about right. yourself? Yeah, um, what you can expect to see from me this year is I think just more um, like thinking about reality and 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 what the the wedding really is and, and what that really means. So, you know, we're expanding into our pajamas and, and products like that. That's not necessarily just the gown, but what else are you thinking about within your wedding? Um, and that's aside from, you know, expanding the range of the collection and, you know, providing more wedding gowns. But I, I do want to get into not just the gown, the other things that surround the wedding as well. I think that could be really interesting from us and what people probably want to see from us um because right now we're so limited to only working with the bride but we have you know so much potential to reach so many more clients and people that want to you know have a little piece of the label and can't because they're not a bride like that's it's not fair to to limit that Uh, so I think we definitely want to start thinking about that Um, and as far as the label I think I just want to keep growing at this kind of like small and steady pace. I think that that's really worked for us. Um, you know, we're not a label that's like flashy in your light and like in every single article or you're not seeing us um, as like the it kid, you know, mm-hmm. right now, like we are the small and steady and growing like, oh, I, I kind of know Danielle Frankel. We have a very like culty following and and I kind of love that because I feel like it's small and it's growing and and it's you know it's month by month um and like inch by inch for us um and I like that we are still like kind of in this infancy stage and like there's so much room to grow and 
and almost like not knowing exactly what the future is going to bring, but also like having these goals that I think we set forth. We, we did grow by 40% during the pandemic. So I think that that says a lot about, um, our trajectory and, and where our potential is. Yeah, that's amazing. Cause you would think that growth would be stunted. Um, yeah. But that's amazing. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank um, you. I appreciate your time. Of course. And I wish you the best. <laughs> I hope thank that you enjoyed this podcast episode and that you have found a soulful connection to the conversation. God bless you. And until the next episode, go bless somebody else.